uh, how I got involved in this was in, in um, my family had been, uh, I'm half Cherokee, my father's full blood Cherokee. I was brought up in a, a rural Cherokee community and my family had been victimized by uh, a very ill-advised bureau policy. We were small farmers, I guess you would call us dirt farmers, and uh, we did uh, farming that just supplied our needs. And in 1956, 1957, there was a very bad drought in eastern Oklahoma, and my father went to the Bureau of Indian Affairs to ask for assistance in keeping our farm going. There were 10 children, and uh, simply not enough to, to go around. And the Bureau of Indian Affairs said to him, essentially, we don't have any assistance to help with the farm, but we have a program that can take you and your family from here to the city and uh, to a better life. And uh, so my father had never been any, anywhere. We lived uh, in a very remote area. I'd seen television once. We had no electricity, no indoor plumbing. So we get on a train in Stillwell, Oklahoma, and we move to, uh, and we end up in, uh, in San Francisco in the Tenderloin District. And, uh, uh, and, bet, and the better life that the Bureau promised us well, ended up being a housing project, which uh, people in San Francisco lovingly referred to as Harlem West. And because of that policy, because of the Bureau's policy, this is just one of many, many policies that the Bureau has had to deal with the so-called Indian problem. But because of that policy and because of our removal uh, from our ancestral homeland, our traditional homeland, we had many discussions in our family about tribal rights and about uh, our desire to be with our own people, which led to uh, I think political involvement. In 1969, a group of students from the University of California at Berkeley and San Francisco State occupied Alcatraz Island, which is just off San Francisco, uh, just off the, uh, the city of San Francisco. They occupied the island really to, to illustrate the point that excess federal land under, under certain treaties it was supposed to be returned to native people, and they wanted to make the point uh, uh, that, that the land was now excess and it should be returned to native people. My family joined in that, uh, in that occupation of Alcatraz Island, and it, and it was at that time that we became very politicized and very active uh, in, 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 in the Indian rights uh, movement. In 1970, I began work, volunteer work, for a tribe called the Pitt River Tribe in California, which was, uh, which was fighting for the right uh, to retain their ancestral homeland in California. And so that further um, piqued my interest in treaty rights and indigenous rights. And during that time, I became even more politically active. I think during that period of time, um, my politics were somewhere to the left of Karl Marx. And uh, it was a really interesting period of time, believe me. And uh, <clears throat> in the mid-70s, I became very active Indian Treaty Council and with other treaty rights organizations as a result of my work with the, with the Pitt River Tribe. I like to write and I like to do research, and so mo most of my work was in research and, and writing. 
And for me, at least, that work was a little too abstract. I could argue or debate issues of tribal sovereignty in the abstract sense, and I'd read lots of, um, lots of uh, legal work and that sort of thing, and could, could, uh, could uh, certainly uh, see the um, validity of doing that work and even taking that work internationally. But it was hard for me to reconcile my work, which was mostly, um, mostly research and writing, with what was happening at home. I could talk about uh, very lofty principles of, of tribal sovereignty and go home, and people were still living without indoor plumbing. Or I could, or I could, or I could continue to do my work and try to raise money to send people to Geneva, and I would go home, and people were still dropping out of school. And so, for me, I needed to do something more practical, you know, that that had that I could reach out and touch, and uh, and uh, that I could where I could see the real change. So in 1977, I began work for the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. What was interesting is that prior to my work with the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma, I swore I'd never, I'd never work for a, a, a tribal government. I also swore that I'd never work for anybody who had federal funding. And so you can see my politics have changed. <laughs> 